0: The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. When you think of the psalms, you think of songs.
1: And uh, typically, when you think of songs, you think of joyful notes and uh, lifted hearts. But many of the psalms are actually prayers. And the psalm we've come to today is a perfect example of that. It is a prayer for hurting people. Psalm 10 begins this way, Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? And may I pause and say, Isn't that the number one question men always ask when things are not going right? And when people are having a hard time, the first question we want to ask is why? Lord, why is this happening to me? Why did we have to go through this? Why do bad things happen to good people? And Lord, why are you allowing it? Why do you seem so far away? Why does it seem like you're hiding your face and not helping us? All right, what do you do with your why? I love this truth in Psalm 10. He doesn't use the why to talk about God to others. He uses the why as an entry point to talk to God Himself. Bring your why into the presence of God. Psalm 10 becomes a prayer. He lays it out before God. And I love the fact that when you get to the end of the psalm, you're going to get answers. You see, the only answers you're ever going to find are in the presence of God. This particular psalm has a historical reference. Remember, I've said to you that each of the Psalms, we're trying to see something that it points to in history or in Scripture, uh, something that it points to about our God, and then something it points to in our own life. Well, let's start, first of all, where does this Psalm fit? Where does it point to historically? It fits in the Babylonish captivity. So the people of God have been hauled off to a strange country, to a foreign land, and they are troubled. They're having a hard time. As a matter of fact, many Bible teachers put Psalm 10 chronologically at the end of Daniel chapter 7. Now, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel is living through the Babylonian captivity and he is uh, seeing a vision, interpreting a vision of what God's going to do to the Gentile nations and of all of the uh, judgment that is coming. And listen to Daniel chapter 7 verse 28. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, now this is a biographical note, a testimony, if you will. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. He said, when I thought about all this, I got troubled. I got worked up. My countenance fell, and he said, I kept the matter in my heart. Aren't we tempted to do that? When we have trouble, when we have struggle, some of you have questions and hurts today, and you're so worked up on the inside, but you're trying to hide it from everybody else. You're keeping the matter in your heart. You don't know it, but even your countenance has changed. And uh, those bitter thoughts on the inside, they're starting to show on the outside. Okay, what should you do? Do what Daniel did. you know what Daniel was? He was a man of prayer. Do what David did. you know what David did? He was a man of prayer. And whoever the psalmist is in Psalm 10, he did the right thing. He brought his hurt to the one who could do something about it. He brought his questions to the God of truth. He brought his trouble to the only one who can bring triumph out of it. He brings himself to the Lord. So if you look at Psalm 10, the Psalm divides itself into a couple of parts. Beginning in verse number 2, he describes the wicked that are all around him. The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they've imagined. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. Doesn't that sound like the world we live in today? Wicked men think they're getting by with sin. Wicked people doing terrible things, and they seem to be living in ease. What's wrong with this? Where is God in the midst of all of this? If you think you're the first person to ask that question, you're wrong. Psalm 10 asks that question. He goes on to describe the wicked. In verse number 7, he curses. Uh, he, he talks about vain things. In verse 8, he lurks in secret places. He murders innocent people. He works against the poor. In verse 9, he's like a a lion who wants to draw people into his net. Uh, What descriptive terminology is used? Uh, In verse 11, he says, God's forgotten. God will never see this. God will never know. And then you come to verse number 12. Arise, O Lord. O God, lift up thine hand. Forget not the humble. Do you see the great contrast here between the proud and the humble? May I ask you, uh, dear listener, fellow traveler, fellow student, which group do you fall in today? The proud... Or the humble. Remember, uh, God brings the proud low, but God comes near the humble. Uh, which group do you want to be in today? Verse 13 says, Wherefore doth the wicked contemn God? He has said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. Thou hast seen it. For thou beholdest mischief and spite, to requite it with thy hand. The poor committed himself unto thee. Thou art the helper of the fatherless. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till thou find none. Do you see the shift? He moves away from describing the wicked to now talking to the holy God. He says in verse 16, The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his hand, out of his land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear. To judge the fatherless and the oppressed that the man of the earth may no more oppress. Alright, so we know that Psalm 10 historically points to people having a hard time in the Babylonian captivity. And what did they do? They brought their hurts to God. Then what do we learn about God? What does it point to about God? I love this. He is the God who takes care of the fatherless and the afflicted. Who are they? They are the most defenseless, helpless people on the planet. Those that no one else speaks for. God says, I'm going to take care of them. That's our God. That's wonderful, isn't it? That the Lord is the one who loves. The Lord is the one who cares. You don't have to convince God to care. He cares more than you care. He loves more perfectly than you and I could love. And for the record, he's the king forever and ever. Psalm 10 verse 16 says. So the king sees. The king knows. And the king is going to take care of it. So what's the application to us? Where does this point to? In our life, I want to challenge you to do two things. Number one, stay humble before God. As I read Psalm 10, God convicts me of my own pride. It's easy to spot everybody else's pride, isn't it? Only by pride cometh contention. And we want to say, that's right, their pride. Well, that's just evidence of your pride. Stay humble before the Lord. And then number two, bring your hurts to Him. When you are hurting, when you are having a hard time, bring your hurts to Him. In Psalm 10, the psalmist is not only praying for his own need, he's praying for the need of others, for the fatherless and the afflicted. Do you know someone today that's having a hard time, someone that's struggling, and you want to commiserate with them and you want to think, well, I don't understand why, I don't understand why. Well, you may not always understand why, but I'll tell you what you can do. One thing you can do for hurting people, you can pray for them. Bring them to God and watch God come to them. Learn to intercede for the needs of hurting people all around you. Psalm 10 is a prayer for the poor and the oppressed. Maybe you're the poor and the oppressed today, or maybe it's someone you know and love. But whoever it is, humble yourself before the Lord and bring that into the presence of the high, holy God. He's the King. He does all things well, and He loves perfectly. You can trust Him in the midst of your hurt.
0: Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit Scottpawley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.